You're listening to the Jesus for Everyone podcast. To support this podcast, go to RenewedHeartMinistries.com and click Donate. To live out the reign or the, the kingdom of God, it's to replace wealth accumulation with a distributive justice that ensures people's needs for survival and thriving are taken care of. It's an early version of, of people over profit. This is Herb Montgomery with Renewed Heart Ministries, and I want to welcome you to episode 254 of the Jesus for Everyone podcast. It's a podcast where we talk about the intersection of faith and social justice and what a first century Jewish prophet of the poor from Galilee might have to offer us today in our work of survival, resistance, liberation, reparation, and transformation. Our title this week is Another World is Possible, part two, and our feature text is Matthew 6, 24. No one can serve two masters, either you hate the one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. So last week, we considered Jesus's narrative of enough for everyone, of, of, of sharing, of generosity, of, of peacemaking, uh, distributive justice, uh, cooperation, those narratives to replace our tired narratives of scarcity and competition and uh, accumulation, monopoly, violence, hoarding. And this week we see this theme in, in some of Jesus's most pointed teachings on resource sharing and, and mutual aid. In Matthew's gospel, Matthew 6, 24 through 33, Jesus says, No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body or what you'll wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So let's try and take this passage uh, section by section. This this first section, no one can serve two masters, that you'll either hate the one, love the other, or be devoted to the one and despise the other. Yeah, you cannot serve both uh, God and money. In this passage, money's not arbitrarily labeled as as evil. What's being labeled as evil is the endless pursuit of of, of money, the, this service to money that, that opposes Jesus's vision of human community. To live out the reign or the, the kingdom of God, it's to replace wealth accumulation with a distributive justice that ensures people's needs for survival and thriving are taken care of. It's an early version of, of 
of people over profit. And, and, and to serve God, it means to take responsibility for caring others in this context. Doing, doing that, it, it, taking care of others, that cuts into profits. You can't place people in profit as both your, your highest priority. Endlessly pursuing capital, it, it leads to wage exploitation, environmental abuse, and, and violence to protect one's accumulation or, or violence to, to gain more at the cost of dehumanizing other people. How many injustices towards humanity, such as patriarchy and slavery and racism and, and colonialism and anti-Semitism or Islamophobia, how many of them are based on building more capital over caring for people? We're part of one another, remember. The, the, the service of, of ever pursuing the gain of, of money as the highest priority, it leads us to sever our connectedness, our, our part of one another, our, our connectedness to, to the humanity of others and, and, and even the humanity of ourselves as we sink into the, the, the quicksand of, of individualistic concern for oneself and, 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 and your own survival. The next section, therefore, I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you'll eat or drink or about your body, what you'll wear. It is not life more than food and the body more than clothes. Worrying that there's not enough for everyone, that can lead us to try to solve the dilemmas of survival and thriving for ourselves at the expense of others. Jesus addresses this, this worry, this anxiety. He addresses it head on. And it really is a matter of trust. Do we trust that another world really is possible? Do we trust that if we truly choose people over a never satisfied, never satisfying accumulation, um, do, that if we choose people over that, that there'll be enough for everyone in the end. And I'm growing more and more convinced that for many who suffer from a drive to accumulate, a drive that no matter how much they have, it's never satisfied, that drive is based on a deep-seated fear that at some point in the future, they'll, they'll go without. And that, that, that fear has answers. And, and one, is to, one answer to that fear is to abandon others and ensure that you never will go without. But another way to answer that fear is to invest in people, in a community where we, we take care of one another and where, where no matter what happens, whatever the future holds, whatever comes our way, we as a community, we're in each other's corner, and those who have more than they need, they share with those who don't, and that creates a, a community where, where because giving is part of their values, they'll also receive if, if they're ever in need. Jesus is asking his audience to value people in this kind of a community over their worries of what to eat, to drink, or to wear. And that's not because Jesus wants anyone to go hungry or, or naked, but because he calls his followers to the path of, of, of sharing responsibility for making sure that no one is hungry or naked and that everyone has enough to eat, drink, and wear. And he, he goes on, look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap or store away in barns. There's that accumulation. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin, yet I tell you, 
Not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. Jesus then here in this passage, he, he brings up birds and, and flowers. And it's, it's true that birds don't sow or reap. They're, they're hunter-gatherers. They still uh, uh, hunt and they still gather. Yet they also use, the, Jesus uses the phrase, uh, they neither store away in barns. When a farmer in, in Jesus' society reaped more than what they needed, they built bigger barns. You can see that in Luke 12, 18. And Jesus instead is asking his followers to share their surplus. If they have more than they need between now and the next harvest, don't build bigger barns. Share your harvest with those whose harvest was not enough. Share with those who, who need that extra that, that you were blessed with. And in this section, Jesus is, is digging into his own Jewish roots for, for the manna story uh, of the Exodus. And you can find it in Exodus chapter 16. Those who gathered too much manna or more manna than they needed, they shared with those who had gathered little. And there was enough for everyone. There was no need to hoard for tomorrow, and and there would be more tomorrow. Today's hoarded manna would be worm-ridden and rotten by tomorrow anyway. So every day there was provided enough, just as each day the birds had enough. And, and, and Jesus goes on, if that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles run after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, or as we've discussed before, his justice, that distributive justice for everyone. And all these things will be given to you as well. So each time a a community of people desires to live out the, the reign of God and to practice distributive justice in our world today, we see Jesus's vision of the kingdom of God. It's, it's a kingdom. Uh, remember, a kingdom is a, a region where the, where the will of the sovereign is done. And Jesus borrows kingdom language to illustrate um, his God's desire for everyone to have enough, enough bread for today. And as, as some scholars say, no debts for tomorrow. But Jesus isn't giving us a magical formula here. He's not saying that if we work hard towards this kind of a world, then 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 all that we need will, will simply fall out of the sky. Instead, it's more cause and effect. When we seek the kind of world that's rooted in mutual aid and, and care, that this kind of world that Jesus labeled the kingdom, we're creating a community where each person takes responsibility for ensuring that we all together have enough to drink, have enough to eat, have enough to wear, and Jesus tells us to, to choose to create a world um, of distributive justice, of mutual aid and care. And when we do all of these things that we're so worried about today, all of these things that we're worried about going out and going without tomorrow, they'll be given to us as well because we'll be giving them to each other. We have each other's back and, and ours will be a community where we where we take care of one another. And, then, and it closes up, therefore do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And that last sentence, it really hits the nail on the head for me. What keeps us from sharing today is a worry about what we'll do tomorrow if we need then what we've given away today. And Jesus asks us to let go and to trust in kinship, to trust in our connectedness, to trust in that being someone who cares for others, that, that we are awakening when we do that, we're awakening in others the, the willingness and the generosity to care for others too and be the person that God is sending into someone's life today to care for them. And don't worry about tomorrow. 
tomorrow. Focus on building the kind of community where mutual aid is deeply valued. And then let tomorrow worry about itself, knowing that if trouble does come, we belong to a community that is much larger than the sum of its parts. And this is a, a community that takes care of its own and, and maybe even those two who don't yet belong to it. But reach out and, and care for the needs of those who are before us today. And, and generosity and sharing, uh, awaken generosity and sharing. That's a, that's a natural law. Generosity awakens generosity. Sharing awakens sharing. So much so that tomorrow, should you need it, uh, someone will be there to, to generously share with you too. And I like the way Luke's gospel sums up this portion of Jesus's teaching in Luke 12, 32 through 34. Uh, Jesus says, do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions, give to the poor, provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will never fail, where no thief comes near, no moth destroys, and where your for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And again, here, Jesus is addressing our worry or our fear of the uh, of the future with the words, don't be afraid. It, it's God's pleasure to work through us, to give us the kind of world where we, rather than competing with one another, we've learned to cooperate with and to take care of one another so that with this assurance, we we sell our hoarded possessions, uh, the, the stuff that we've accumulated more than what we need, and, and we give to those who the, who's, uh, the, the present system is left in poverty, and we, we set in motion a new new social, a new economic order, where there truly is enough for everyone to thrive. And in, do, in doing this, um, giving to those who are presently without, we're providing purses that will, will never wear out. We, we can keep our, our money pouches to ourselves in hopes that we'll have enough for whatever comes our way in the future, or we can invest in people in a world where our, our money pouches are open to others and each person willingly opens their money pouches to us when we're in need. It's, it's a money pouch that will never wear out. And there, there truly is, if we stop and, and, and believe it, there truly is enough for everyone when we choose to share what little we have with our human siblings. And this community, it, it's a treasure, Jesus says, in heaven that will not fail, that no thief or moth can destroy. And and that in heaven part always is a catch for me. Why, why does it say in heaven? I don't need a community in heaven. I need a community here now on earth. And I think of it this way. Right now, my daughter's away at college, and most of her prized possessions are being kept safe in, in our attic, safe for, for when she needs them in the future. And when she needs them, she won't have to go up into the attic and stay there to enjoy them. These things are being kept safe in our attic and, and will be brought down, and she'll be able to enjoy them with us. And, and God wants to give us this kind of world here now today. Another world is possible. And when we invest in, in this kind of world, we're investing in a community where the vision, the vision of, uh, of this kind of community, it's being kept safe in heaven until such a community of people can be realized here on earth as it is in heaven, as it says in Matthew 6, verse 10. So in, in this world, we have to make a choice. Will it be people or the endless accumulation of money. We can't do both, uh, but we can have a world where we and those around us have enough to thrive. And it won't be uh, through individualistic monetary accumulation. It'll be through seeking a world of, of mutual aid, of, of love, of service, and of care for, for our hello, fellow human beings. So again, Matthew 6, 24, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You can 
cannot serve both God and money. Heart group application this week. This week, discuss some ways that you as a community, how you can take care of the needs that are within your group, how you can share and take care of one another. And then number two, how can your group help those who are not part of your heart group? How can you reach outside of your heart group and help those that are in need even there? And then number three, pick something from the above two discussions and and uh, this week, put it into practice between now and then next time you come together. Thanks for checking in with us this week. Wherever you are, keep living in love, survival, resistance, liberation, reparation, and transformation as we together are working toward a world that is safe, just, and a, a compassionate home for us all. Remember, another world is possible. I love each one of you dearly. I'll see you next week with part three. Mm-hmm.